0: Live from Hollywood, California, it's da, 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 da. the Rick Savage Show. It is the Rick Savage Show. I'm your host, Rick Savage. Welcome back to the podcast. Gina Bartoli is in the building. Hello. We have a we have a real microphone now for you.
1: It's very exciting.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like a co-host?
1: Yeah, I feel legit.
0: Yeah, super legit um uh may 22nd i have a show at flappers are you gonna come again
1: (laughs) yeah
0: it'd be really weird if you didn't go to my (laughs) second ever stand-up comedy show uh so tickets are on sale now for that i like just saying that in the intro of the podcast because i feel so legit i feel so like hey that's what real comedians on their podcasts do so i get to pretend to be one so that's fun for me (sighs) how are you gina bartoli
1: i'm good richard (laughs) This is exciting. Our house is super clean today.
0: Yeah, we did get the house clean. I'm
1: ready for it to be summer, though.
0: Yeah, it was like 62 degrees today. I know,
1: but they are selling cherries at the grocery store now, which I'm very excited about.
0: <laughs> is that like a summertime thing? Yeah,
1: <laughs> grapefruit in the summer. Really? Peaches, cherries, plums, I had no nectarines.
0: idea. Wow, see, you learn something new every time <laughs> you're on this podcast. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I don't know. I was thinking about trying to talk about Poway, but I also don't know how to talk about Poway. So I wrote about it. If you care, you can go on my Medium page and uh, or on my Twitter or Facebook and I link to it. I don't know. I wrote a bunch about growing up there and then leaving, but kind of, like, those memories. I was thinking about it today. I really only lived in Poway from, like, 89 until, like, 99 or so. So you look back, and you're like, oh, I guess I only lived there for, like, 10 to 12 years, but, like, the most important 10 or 12 years of my life, right? So You
1: were a community man, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was, like, really involved in Poway. I talk about that a little bit in this the write-up. I talk about, like, my high school experience and being involved in student government and all that kind of stuff. But it's until you just said... It's so funny. Like You have so many memories when you sit down to write something about it. Like, where do you even start? And I mentioned this in the thing, but it was Saturday. We ended up making cookies and watching... Um, what show was that? Nashville? No. No. The real estate show. Oh,
1: Selling Sunset. Oh, God. <laughs> we did watch those other ones this weekend, though.
0: Just the worst, like, terrible just uh, selling sunset is just such a bad show like you just hate those people but it was i liked that we watched that because it was just so brainless like you just turned i totally get why people watch shows like that i'm not shitting on it it was just like so bad um so we watched that and we made cookies and then you went to sleep and then i sat here and i had some scotch and i just started typing and then i looked up and like the sun was almost up and i was like oh i've literally been writing all night long uh, can you
1: read us a passage from your Medium article?
0: Um, I can tell you a funny story that's in the Medium article that even my buddy Greg didn't know about. He texted me. He's like, how have I never heard this story? Let me read it. Okay. Hold on here. I'll
1: read it aloud.
0: I mean, it's a very, it's like a 10-minute read. That's my favorite part of Medium is it warns you. Like when you click on something, it tells you how long it takes to read it. Oh, wow. And this one is like a 10-minute. It's like, it's long. Yeah, there's there's a couple of funny stories. like one was i used to drive like my first truck was like a really beat up old not it actually wasn't even beat up it was just an old truck that my dad got for like 2500 off of auto trader or something and it was a 1985 dodge ram and i guess in that year dodge had a version of the ram called the gambler mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes no sense but the tailgate of the trucks of the gambler and i remember my buddy ben was always like you're gambling with your life when mm-hmm, you drive mm-hmm. that truck So I was just sitting there Saturday night and was typing about the gambler. And then I remembered this story where this was probably my junior year in high school. So it would have been like 96, 97, something like that. And I was driving down Poway Road late at night, let's say one, two in the morning going home. And I was almost out of gas. So I pulled in the gas station, not far from my parents' house on Midland Road, and I pulled in. And a few pumps down was like this giant lifted truck and they were playing like Pennywise or some like super loud punk rock band and a bunch of just like punk looking dudes. And I was like, ah, here we go. And I just pulled up and I tried to ignore them. And then uh, one guy goes, nice truck, pussy. And I was like, ah, fuck. You know, I get riled up and stuff, but I'm not a fighter. (laughs) I certainly (laughs) couldn't take on like eight dudes in a pickup truck. And sure enough, the guys start walking towards me. And no one's around. This is like, you know, self-service pump or whatever. It's not like there's an attendant at the gas station in the middle of the night. And as they're getting closer, the dude like leading the pack all like flexed up was like, oh, is that Rick Savage? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, it's it's cool, guys. And he like waves them off, basically saying, don't jump this kid, <laughs> you know. And as he gets closer, and I leave his name out of the article, uh, but we'll call him Ozzy. It was this dude that I had known since middle school. I don't want to incriminate him, but like hardcore dude. But we just kind of grew up together. And so he remembered me and was like, oh, what's up, man? What are you up to? Like slap, you know, the like f- the, you know, the like five where you like hit knuckles after yeah. like real Southern California dude type handshake, you know? And so I was writing about that and I was thinking about it. It c- He could have just been like, oh yeah, we played Pop Warner together. Or he could have, the part where I was talking about it was like, I kind of grew up in a, you know, like not the, the not the rich part of Poway, we'll say. And I think that even though I was class president or whatever, I like I think, you know, maybe I didn't get lumped in with some of the snooty stereotypes of Poway, you know? And then also I think this kid was just like, he's from my block and... and we, we went down very different paths as we got older, but there was still that like little yeah, bit of camaraderie. That
1: human connection from growing up together in the, in the same place.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, so it's just a kind of a cool story. And, uh, and I don't know where he's at these days. I heard he already kind of straightened up his life and moved out of San Diego, and I hope the best for him. But it was just kind of like a sweet reminder of, you know, what Poway was like. I guess the point of that section in my. my article if you want to call it that was we always had some like bad shit you know there was weird things that would happen in town or god it just seemed like every year a kid or two died from something suicide or a car crash there's always just always seemed like a kid was dying every year we went to school with and i didn't put this part in but i do remember being in like fifth or sixth grade and like playing in the hills behind my house and seeing like swastikas tagged on rocks And that like really freaked me out. But it was probably some stupid kid spray painting something in the middle of nowhere, you know? So we had all these like little things that would happen. And I tell one other story when we all found out that Poway was famous for cocaine, but we didn't know that (laughs) in Poway. Just all the kids outside of Poway knew that. So then when this happens, you know, like a shooting like that happens, it just kind of like shocks your system. Of course, there's no way to process it. Of course, there's no way to understand it and that's the world we live in now. And maybe that'll change, but not anytime soon. I I ended the article saying like, I'm angry, but sad, but frustrated because there's nothing you could do. And I don't know. It's just a weird last 48 hours, like texting. I texted a bunch of friends in the middle of the night, like haven't talked to you in forever. Love you. You know, like that kind of shit. Cause it's just fuck. What do you do when that happens? You know? And I just, This is what everyone says, you know, when they're on the news. Like I never thought it would happen in whatever town, but same thing. You just, even my buddy Joe, when I first found out about it, he texted me. He was on the podcast like two episodes ago. Uh, that's how I found out he texted me. Even Poway isn't immune. And when I saw that and I looked down, I was like, that's something you would send to someone if there was a shooting, but there's no way there was a shooting in Poway. Like I thought it was going to be like a measles outbreak or something. Nope. Well, thanks for being my sounding board about Poway. No problem. I didn't want to have the podcast and not talk about it. That would be weird. I should play some music. Maybe I'll play, maybe at the end, I'll just play through a couple of songs from my the playlist because there were some good bands that came out of Poway. Yeah. I don't know how. I made the joke in the piece. I was like, there must be something in the water. And I was like, actually, there's something in the carne asada. Mm-hmm. We have really good Mexican food. <laughs> you can read the whole thing if you want. A lot of people left nice comments on my Facebook page. So that's cool. Thank you. And then you can listen to the playlist and celebrate some cool some cool rock and roll bands from that part of the part of the world. Um you know what I really wanted to talk to you about before we get to Gina's tech tip, which obviously that's why you're here, but also, you know, sometimes it's fine just to have you in on the podcast. So I'm not just sitting in this room talking to myself, you know?
1: Yeah. Go for it.
0: Um, what did you think of Beyonce's Netflix special?
1: It was amazing. I have been listening to the live album over and over and over again I went and bought workout clothes and I was listening to the Beyonce album while Mm. I was trying on clothes in the dressing room and I bought all of them
0: (laughs) You were like so motivated I
1: was I was like I'm like I'm slaying I'm (laughs) like bow down
0: That's so funny I
1: mean on Saturday I think we you know spent the first part of the morning dancing around and yeah getting getting hype and she's incredible it's what's well, the best of album but with like drums and live music and like just the energy of like a college band behind all of that mm-hmm. and you know the cultural moment and she is so badass you don't even realize it but
0: yeah that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I think people don't get her importance maybe yeah because everyone knows how famous she is but also, there's definitely artists that have sold more records than her. There's definitely artists that have been... I'm sure Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and a lot of people have had, you know, more chart success over their career and stuff. But as a cultural icon, if you want to call her that, I don't know, do you think it's just straight-up women's empowerment stuff? Or do you think it's more than that?
1: I think it's much more than that. I, You know, I think it's women's empowerment, but I feel like she she gives... Anyone who listens to her music is like just a hit of confidence. You're saying these words, you're saying them so confident and so sure of yourself that it just brings out a new life and like energy into you. And I think it's more than just women's empowerment because my favorite quote from the documentary is when she says, you know, like I want to be proud of the process Mm -hmm. and not just the final product. And I think there's something really special about that because like if you invest so much in the process and like, believe in it and do all the right things for the outcome like the outcome is going to be incredible but you know being proud of the process is important too
0: that's what i loved about the documentary i i watched her performance live what is that two years ago now i guess Mm -hmm. um just on my ipad we were actually randomly on like a little staycation do you remember that we were staying at like some hotel here and i was just watching on my ipad and was blown away it was incredible I don't know what Coachella performance in the history of Coachella is better than that performance. And I've witnessed a bunch first, like live, that were incredible. Rage Against the Machine was amazing. Radiohead people were crying. Like it was, I've seen some great, great performances there, especially after seeing the documentary. You know, it wasn't like Beyonce was currently on tour. And then she just like brought her tour show to Coachella. She worked on this for nine months.
1: Yeah. I mean, she utilized the time and the space and the moment where most people can perform at Coachella. It happens like in a little vacuum and you move on. She was like, no, you know, this is my opportunity to say something. This is my opportunity to change a lot of people's lives to like affect the world. How are we going to do that? How is it going to feel right? Like it was incredible and like she really lets you feel that way like that you can make a difference that way too yeah you're doing what you love and and i think with the drums and like the live band you can actually hear the words a lot better yeah Uh, you feel connected to it
0: totally yeah it feels more of like a performance and she uh if you haven't seen it just go watch it even if you aren't a fan you will be a fan after this because you see how much goes into the choreography and the musical production and how they weave all these songs together and play little parts from different songs here or there. And she basically took the inspiration from an HBCU for like a home, like a Howard homecoming, basically just drum lines and, you know, full, full band and steppers and the whole thing. Uh, And then to put that together with like a, pop music show it was just it was just incredible the last thing i'll say is we have a friend that was in the front row
1: oh yes at
0: one of those performances shout out sydney i need to text her because i keep thinking like beyonce knows her face now yeah the way she is so hands-on with all of her production i guarantee every single shot especially of crowd members she was like picking and choosing what shot she wanted and so Somehow she saw Sydney's smiling, beaming face and was like, she needs to be in my documentary. So somewhere, Beyonce knows what our friend Sydney looks like. (laughs) Well done. So cool. I don't really have a Savage of the Week, so should we just make Beyonce Savage of the Week? Unless you have a Savage of the Week suggestion. Mm -hmm. The only other Savage of the Week that I know of that could be Savage of the Week was the valedictorian from BYU that came out during his valedictorian speech at his graduation, that's a pretty savage move.
1: Ooh, these three women, um, longtime activists, they've started this super group called um, Supermajority, and it's mm. just for women and during the election. And, you know, basically, there's way more women in America than men, and yeah. you know, women need to come out and vote. And the issues that are being talked about right now need to be represented by women. So I'm very excited. They launched that yesterday women are saying they want to do more. They don't just want to resist. They want to be involved. And, you know, they are the three women who have championed a lot of um, movements in the past. And so I'm excited to
0: be on board. Okay, so why don't we do Beyonce Mm -hmm. and the kid from BYU that came out during his graduation speech and the three women that started Supermajority. Perfect. That's the Savages of the Week right there. What a fucking savage! Okay, well, you're here. And so that only means one thing. It's Gina's tech tip time. So tip number one.
1: Okay. Tip number one. I want, I'm going to go into um, how you navigate your home screen uh, on iPhone. But before I do that, I wanted to tell you guys about an awesome app that I, I haven't used it in my, my new apartment, but in my old apartments, this is, app is called Kimi. And it's on Google Play, so it's on Android. It's also on iPhone. It's basically an app where you take pictures of the key, and you don't need to go to a locksmith. They cut the key for you and then ship it to you.
0: Oh, wow. It's
1: incredible. Like, I hated going to the locksmith. Like, sometimes I just wanted to get, like, an extra mail key or a door key. And I don't think they will make keys that say, like, do not duplicate on them. Sure, Um, of course. But it's, like, super easy, and... It's called Key Me, all one word. Um, And you just take a picture of your key and they send you a key in like three days. Nice,
0: how much is it? It's like, it's pretty cheap. Like like, basically the same price as if you went to Home Depot to get a key made.
1: Yeah, very cheap. The one thing I would say is if you're doing it and getting it for your home, maybe send it to your work address or Mm. send it somewhere else just so it...
0: They just don't to be have safe.
1: A, yeah, just to be safe. Um, but other than that, amazing app.
0: That's great because when you go to Home Depot to get a key made, that's the one thing at Home Depot you actually need to speak to something like they have to do it for you. You can't just like go down an aisle and pick up, I don't know, what did we buy last time? Buckets for the rain. Uh, and there's never employees at Home Depot. They're off doing, they're cutting wood somewhere and it takes an hour and a half to get a key made. So yeah, Kimi, I like that. That's key a me. good call. Kimi. me. Yep. Okay. And do we have another tech tip? Yes. Okay. So
1: I want to talk to you guys a little bit about navigating the home screen. So on iPhone, if you have a iPhone 10 or above to to access your control center, you'd swipe down from the right-hand side and Mm -hmm. you'll get your control center. If you have um, an 8 or below, you would swipe up to get to your control screen. But
0: the control screen or control center is basically that kind of grayed out where you have all the different levels of how bright your uh, screen screen is is and how loud your volume is, how much battery, all that kind of stuff. That's right. Okay.
1: So I think the cool thing on this page and something that was helpful to me is sometimes the boxes, you know, they'll have a few icons, but if you actually hard press on them, for example, like the airplane mode and the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, if you hard press, you'll actually see... AirDrop as well, and your personal hotspot device. So, And what's uh, hard
0: press, just hold down?
1: Hold down, it's actually, yeah, you hold down, but like press it extra hard. So mm-hmm. you do like, if you tap it, and then you actually pressed, then it will give you a few more options. And hard press actually works throughout the iPhone. So if you really, if you click on pretty much any app, um, that's actually Apple native, you know, you can start a, a text message from the messages screen, but, You know, for example, in the control center, if you hard press on the flashlight, you're able to you know, move the light up and down versus like tapping it.
0: For the brightness level, you mean? Yep, I mean,
1: there's so much that you can do in the control center and you can start recording your screen from it. And I basically have the entire control center filled up, but in order to change that, you go into settings um, and type in control center in the search bar.
0: I love this because I remember we were trying to pitch ideas When Apple Music first launched, uh, there was some issues, (laughs) you could say, with the product um, and maybe some confusion on how it worked. And one of the agencies I was working with, one of the guys was like, we should just tell people, just, just press it. Like, nothing's going to go, like, just put, just hold down. I think we were, like, coming up with different sayings around that concept of, like, you're not going to break anything, just try it. So if you hard press on Apple Music Now, you can start a Beats 1 radio station, or you can search. If you hard press on Instagram, you can start a new post, or view activity, or switch accounts if you have multiple accounts. Yeah, the hard press shortcut is life-changing if you don't know about that. Okay, do you have another tip?
1: So I think just one last thing for when you're trying to navigate your home screen. The one thing that Apple did recently with um, an iOS is when you swipe left, Mm -hmm. either when it's locked or when it's open, it brings you to a page where you can add all of these widgets. Mm -hmm. So to me, the most important widget that has been helpful on there is batteries. So if you are on that left side of the screen and you scroll down, you can press edit. And then it has a bunch of widgets oh,
0: whoa. that you can can add. I'll scroll to it every now and then to see like the screen time. I have my E-Trade widget up there. Uh, Got to keep an eye on that Apple stock, baby. <laughs> um, news is here now. I don't think I put it there. I think that's probably just the default. And then I have batteries, but I only have my iPhone. You can add like your AirPod and stuff in well, there yeah, too? When
1: it's connected to your devices, it'll give you the batteries for your AirPods and for your iPad and... When everything's close by.
0: And it says I have three new widgets available. So then you click that and then you can add all sorts of widgets. Yep. Basecamp, health activity.
1: If you're a big Amazon fantasy. order, it shows you when your next Amazon purchase is going to be there. Oh, it's nice. just super quick shortcuts that you can get to from the home screen.
0: Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to change some stuff around there. Okay. So we got key Me to get keys made at home. So you don't have to go to Home Depot and deal with a long, long wait. We've got messing around on the control panel or control center, hard pressing for all the shortcuts, which is, I mean, it really, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it will speed up your uh, getting to stuff, whatever it is on your phone so much quicker. And then that swiping left, all the different widgets you can play around, all the different shortcuts you can have. iPhone's getting pretty smart. There's a lot of cool stuff on here if you mess around with it. I have a question for you. Okay.
1: Do you like the new Taylor Swift song?
0: Um it's okay i don't love it i think it'll grow on me it feels like she kind of just went back to doing straight up pop songs which is fun i like the kid from panic at the disco i like his voice
1: i feel like it's gonna pop up in a movie somewhere it just sounds like a soundtrack
0: for sure it does yeah i've never been a huge taylor swift fan in general like i don't know i feel like shake it off is a better pop song than than me yeah um the stuff from reputation was the last album I didn't really love anything. It was just kind of whatever. So it's fine. I don't think I'm gonna stand Taylor Swift now because of this song. I'll keep my loyalties with other pop artists. But yeah. I also like don't care enough. The
1: is pretty incredible. The video's she, great. She, she dropped in like nine to 10 Easter eggs. Like, you know, the name of her album covers in there. And mm-hmm. everyone's speculating that the date of her album release is in there. And my favorite part is she, recreated dances from her past music videos and at the time that she did them in the past dances that's the exact time she hit that move in the music video oh wow which is kind of
0: cool she's real big on that on the easter eggs and the dropping hints and like then all those what are the taylor swift fans are they just called Swifties? swifties yeah all the swifties go crazy trying to figure out you know I saw one tweet that I obviously didn't understand, um, but it was some lyric from like two albums ago. And it was like, oh my God, she told us what this song was gonna be about two albums ago. Like, might be reading into it too much, but I I think Taylor loves that shit.
1: Do you think she would survive in the battle of Winterfield?
0: Was that Game of Thrones? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it was called, was it Winterfield?
1: I don't know, some battle.
0: When I saw this- She'd
1: definitely be dead.
0: I mean, evidently everyone dies. Hashtag spoiler alert. I've never seen the show, but from what I can tell, everyone dies. It's so funny. Like, you know, my favorite show or one of my favorite shows of all time is Sopranos and I still argue with friends whether Tony dies at the end or not. You know, it's kind of like a ambiguous ending if you've never seen it and it was such a huge thing. It's like, oh my God, could they have really killed Tony in the very last episode? Game of Thrones is like, fuck it. We're killing everyone. Anyone you love, Dead. Three episodes later, dead. <laughs> but as I was seeing all those tweets coming through, I was like, "Oh, this is probably what my friends feel like when I'm tweeting something about Kanye West, and they have no idea what I'm talking about." It's the same thing of me going like, "Wait, what? Jon Snow? Is he still alive? Did the girl die, or did the girl kill someone?" Which girl? I don't know. The girl's face who's everywhere she in the died. past. Eight. Oh, she died. Yeah, Anya, Ara. Yeah red lady. Look, if you're this far into the Rick Savage show, I'm Rick Savage, and we spoiled Game of Thrones for you, it's your own fault. I don't know what to tell you. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast before you're watching Game of Thrones. True. True. All right. Anything else, Miss Bartoli?
1: Mary, fuck, kill.
0: Okay. Oh. Okay. Are we going to play an impromptu game?
1: Ariana Grande. Okay. Scarlett Johansson.
0: Oh. oh, 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 oh okay. Megan Fox. Um... Ariana Grande, Scarlett Johansson, Megan Fox. I don't think this is that difficult. I think you marry Scarlett um, because she was just on Hot Ones and she was just the coolest. Like she just came across very sweet and cool, and like she She's dates dating
1: Colin. Jost. Yeah, she
0: dates Colin Jost. He's like a good-looking dude, and I he's on him. TV, but he's also just like all right, he's just a funny guy. So that's cool.
1: No, oh, he's smart and funny and handsome.
0: Yeah, but she's not dating, like... All due respect to Colin Jost, I would kill to have his job. He's not the biggest movie star in the world, and she could be dating Jason Momoa or Michael B. Jordan or whoever. I don't know. Who's the hottest, most famous guy out right now? It certainly is not. Ryan Gosling, g- always. Great. She could be with Ryan Gosling. Didn't oh, they break didn't? up? Didn't Ryan and that girl break up? It's Eva? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. So you marry Scarlett. Um... Don't kill Ari. Yeah, I don't think you kill her. I think you kill Megan, uh, which is sad. And, you know, on on paper, this is funny having this conversation with my girlfriend. On paper, I think Megan is probably more attractive than Ariana Grande. What do
1: you mean on paper?
0: You know, just like, just uh, side by side. Oh, yeah, like,
1: in, like, in- Pictures.
0: Yeah, if the if the paper was photos. Okay. <laughs> on paper, like the paper of photos. Uh, I think Megan is more attractive of a woman. But um, I don't know. Some of our Ana Grande songs. Uh, Excuse me. It'd probably be a nice time. Excuse you. Hey, man, you brought up the game. I don't know what to tell you. So I think I would... Uh, spend an evening with Ariana I think I would I
1: think I'd marry Ari I think
0: I'd marry Scarlett and then kill Megan and she,
1: I would kill Scarlet.
0: you would kill Scarlet. yeah why
1: I don't know I'm not a big fan oh man she seems cool
0: I've always liked her as an actress like Lost in Translation is one of my favorite movies ever I think she's super super talented uh, but until she's on this episode of Hot Ones she was just like super normal and charming and that's the best part about Hot Ones not to talk about it every single episode but the fact that the the game is they eat spicy food, so all their defenses go down, and they're just normal people. And she came across super cool in that episode. So, okay, you want me to give you one? Okay. F. Mary Kill, Ryan Gosling, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even matter who the third person I say is. Michael B. Jordan. Kill him. Okay. Mary Leo, F. Ryan. Sure. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, it was it, it. could be the other way around. But I don't think Ryan would be as fun as like a, a life partner. As a
0: life partner. As Leo would? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I feel like Ryan is just stoned 24-7. I think that's his life. It's like he's stoned and he reads poetry <laughs> and then he does a movie. that. And I feel like Leo would be like. I've seen him do pull-ups before.
1: He works out.
0: No, he, yeah, sure. He's a fit gentleman. I mean, you hung out with him for like three hours once in a Apple Store. That's I pretty did. cool.
1: In the back room of an Apple.
0: store. The back room of Apple Store. You and Ryan Gosling. But Leo, I think, would be like, "Ah, you want to just like go to Paris for a week? Okay, yeah, let's do that." Okay, and you just hop on a private <laughs> jet, and you're just in a different part of the world. Yeah, huge
1: poster of him in my bedroom growing up, like my bunk beds. It was just like him looking through the fishbowl. In Romeo and Juliet, he was like my imaginary boyfriend. I told you I used to send him like sexy pictures of myself when I was like seven years old.
0: Yeah, that's super inappropriate.
1: <laughs> well, don't give me his address on the back of a magazine.
0: <laughs> Thanks, teen bop magazine. Did he ever write back? No. I can't tell you. Oh, okay. It's a
1: secret. All right. It's between I signed NDA.
0: It's between you and Leo. Yeah. Gotta keep it on the DL. We're already married. Oh, wow. <laughs> that changes a lot of things. Changes a lot of future plans. Um, okay. We played F Mary Kill. We did some tech tips. Talked about Beyonce. Talked about my hometown. We
1: love you Poway.
0: We love Poway. Shout out to Poway. I'll play a couple songs from a couple bands. I'll just cycle through them really quick. Well, thank you for coming. We always love your tech tips. Where can people follow you on social media? I'm
1: at Gina Bartoli on Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook. And Facebook. Oh, yeah. And Snapchat.
0: Any other shout outs you want to give?
1: Shout out to my dad.
0: Shout out to your Listens dad. Listens to
1: this podcast. Love it. Bartoli. Yeah. Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe. My family member.
0: Yeah, your family member support. It's very nice of them. Very nice of them. And especially when you're on the episode, you know. Our numbers kinda, kinda tick up a little bit every time there's a Gina appearance. You got fans. Thank you for stopping by the podcast, Gina.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> okay, so like I said earlier, I made a, a a playlist of all these great bands from our little hometown, and I can't really track through 16 songs right now. I mean, I guess I could. Why not? What's, there's no rules. Unwritten law. Song is called CPK, which stands for Crazy Poway Kids. Come on. on how fast that is! My God, that's before Pro Tools, my friends. That is fast punk rock. And then I had, of course, a Blink song, but I picked an old Blink song, a song called "Wasting Time" off Cheshire Cat, because he says, "In my town, you can't drive naked," which could be about Poway or Rancho Bernardo, I guess, but okay what else uh red alert agent 51 such a great band we saw them at a reunion show what is that a few months ago now so talented those kids uh what else pivot is on here millennium (laughs) so punk yeah and i was i was very uh generous i guess because some of these bands only had like one member from uh from poway but i figured i'd round up the classified uh angels and airwaves which is tom's other band but david is in that band he's also from poway he used to play in a band called built to last i looked for them on apple music but i don't think they have any songs on streaming. I don't think Built To Last made it to the streaming era. Uh, there's a band called Denver Harbor, which is... Uh, kind of associated with Phoenix TX, I guess. a Couple guys that hung around the Poway area. Counterfeit was a tough one. I love that band so much, and those dudes are from back east. And then they mo- they If they didn't live in Poway, they were just always there with us. So, I don't know One of the dudes lived at Escondido I think one of the guys was in Poway It, it doesn't matter, they're just so good And then I had to have Louis XIV on there Because Convoy wasn't available on Apple Music uh, But Brian from Louis Fourteenth is a Poway vet this, this song was actually This song was pretty huge In like 2008 or something What was that? I mean, I was already living up in LA, and we were playing it on K Rock. Finding out true love is blind. Yeah. Um, oh, remember the opening lyric? This would not be allowed today. Oh, chocolate girl, you look like something I want. <laughs> I don't think you can say "chocolate girl" these days. I think they're going for like a Rolling Stones vibe, like Brown Sugar and stuff. But I don't think you could say "chocolate girl." Um, Transit War was another band that was so, there's so many bands that like, I mentioned this in the little article I wrote. There's so many bands that like almost made it. Like, I remember I was at Yahoo Music and we were playing the video for this song a bunch. And I think they almost got a record deal and then didn't and then broke up because that's what bands do. Um, who else? Buckfast Super B? No, Furious, Furious 4. Again punk rock. This is from the Loose Change soundtrack. The Taylor Steele movie. Buckfast Super B. That was one of those bands I kind of missed. I mean, they were a band when I was a kid there, but I don't know. I just... I wanted something faster, you know? <laughs> near the edge. You wait there, come. This is good stuff, though. Spell Toronto. I guess I had already moved out of San Diego when this band kind of blew up. I just love this kid's voice. Twice on this morning. like me floor. Come on, come on so good. And then it, I wanted to put a Boxcar Racer song on here somewhere. There's, again, that's another Tom DeLonge project, but David was in this band, too. Oh, man, I love this record. i got going to go back and listen. I still have my Boxcar Racer shirt. There's a few bands T-shirts that I will never throw away, and that's one of them. Uh, I have an Agent 51 shirt somewhere. I have a classified sweatshirt somewhere. I think i have a counterfeit shirt anyways uh and then i put sprung monkey on here which is definitely a stretch i feel like one dude in sprung monkey grew up in Poway, but this song was just so i mean what's more san diego than sprung monkey
1: up with the crew up for a front knocking
0: Sure, I love this song, and I don't know the Sprung guys at all, but I do feel like this was later in their career. They are like, fuck it, let's write a song the radio Party will play. like a rock star, So Cal Loco. And then the last band I put on here, I don't know if I ever heard a song from them, ever. But I just know that they were a Poway band that came out of, I think, Poway High. But like, I don't know, five years ago or something? All Star Weekend? I think this song was on like radio stations, Dance Forever. Baby, get up. Open your eyes, now the world's waking up. You'll you know, not something I would choose to listen to, uh, compared to some of these other bands. A little different vibe, but uh, but good for them. Good for these kids. Dance forever. You yeah, know, it's kind of like I don't know what is this like five seconds of summer type stuff. Just kind of like real pop rock. yeah totally cool good for them shout out to all-star weekend uh we did not grow up together but uh but you're from poway and that's pretty cool all right let's go ahead and wrap this thing up it was a little long we had a lot to get to i hope you i hope you made it through uh the last episode is really good too by the way if you didn't listen to that I mean, I think it was good. I don't know. It's my podcast, so I'm a little biased. But I talked about uh, a bunch of stories to do with Nas, the rapper, because he uh, his album just turned 25 years. So if you skip last episode, all good. If you want, go back and listen. If not, we'll be here in another week uh yeah may 22nd i'm at flappers comedy club in burbank it's a 7 30 show on a wednesday night so i imagine that will be difficult for lots and lots of people to go to but uh, if you want to come down it'll be fun we'll laugh and have a cocktail okay until then have a great week i'll talk to you soon see you later bye this is the rick savage show